All right, Gene. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's me again. At the top alone. Chris Jean's uh Who knows where she is? I'm here. I'll tell you this on her behalf, just because I love her like that. You can see her at the Ice House, January 12th. She's doing the Ice House Comedy Club here in Pasadena, California. February 2nd and 3rd, Shart Lake Titties, Utah, Wise Guys, February 2nd and 3rd. February 23rd, Calusa Casino. Great Calusa Casino. I've done it. She's done it. I think uh, Burnt Chrysler did it recently. Joey Diaz has done it. Great spot. And March 30th and 31st, 2018, she'll be making her triumphant return to Portland, Oregon, Helium Comedy Club. Uh, as she says, here I am. And that should be a blast. She um, is already moving tickets there. That's how amazing Portland is. Me, your boy, your boy here, Tommy Seggs. I'm in Fartnicks, Arizona this weekend at Stand Up Live downtown. Um, it's like a hundred and some tickets left now for Thursday. That's it. Friday and Saturday are sold out. Thursday has been moving. Scoop them up. December 16th, I'll be at the Hawaii Theater in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, I'm very excited. Can't wait to go. Yes, December 14th in Maui was canceled. And the reason it was canceled, with all due respect, is that uh, there wasn't enough tickets sold. This is the way it works, man. You got to get them in advance. It's never personal. Sometimes people get mad. They're like, hey, what the fuck did you can't? I bought tickets. How come you didn't just come do the show for me and my six friends? I just, it's just the way it works, man. It, they, they, you can't do it. You know, there's like a kind of like a bottom threshold you have to hit. Um, my apologies. I wanted to do it. I scheduled to do it. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, it just didn't move fast enough. So the, the plug got pulled, as they say. I'd still like to try it again. Maybe we'll try it again and hopefully it'll go better. But it's just the way it went, man. It's not personal. Don't get mad at me, dude. Coming to Hawaii anyways. Go to Oahu. See me at the Hawaii Theater, December 16th. All right. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow. How have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, look, I wanted to tell you in our store, we had that uh, charity item. I don't know if you remember that. I mentioned uh, the Santa Claus wears jeans. It sold out super fast, which is awesome because it means that you guys are really supporting 
an amazing charity. It's going to go to the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. It's sold out. So we're adding a, a Santa Claus wears jeans, really high-end sweatshirt, and the, uh, the charitable 100% profit um, donation will continue. So we're going to keep selling them. Um, and like I said, we'll just keep donating the money. I can't wait to see what the grand total is. And whether we're going to do the cash donation or the toys, we'll find out. There's a bunch of other stuff there. Uh, Machines Within. Women's shirt is now available. Machines Within men's shirt. Santa is Latino. Santa's black. Santa's Asian. Santa wears jeans. Christmas beanie is also there. Bunch of stuff. Check it out. It's all in the store right now. Uh, merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. All right. There's no video today. I think we get into why. I, I don't remember, but it had to do with uh, the cards that were removed from the camera. I don't know. Something happened with them. We were able to save the data from the previous week, which was our whole, it was a whole debacle. I'll, I'll get into it more next week. But anyways, Josh Elvis Weinstein, right? Yeah. Weinstein. I always have to think because he's not Weinstein. He's here. Uh, he has a new movie that I'm in. It's called I Need You to Kill. It's a documentary. It was really awesome to make. I went to Asia for it. And now uh, I'm not in Asia, but the documentary is here. And it's really funny. And uh, it's basically about the developing stand-up scene there. And I went to Asia with Josh, Chad Daniels, Pete Lee. We talk about it. It's a lot of fun. Thanks to Josh for coming over here. And again, I'm sorry about the uh, lack of video. Hope you enjoy this episode. We'll see you next week. Back with video. Both times are on sleep. Hope you're having a great day. Keep them mommies high and tight. We know about your mommy. Now you know why I don't join Lincoln with Gene, back. Um, this is a audio only podcast. Mm, old school. Old school because um, well, it was very complicated, but we had some uh, data issues with our cameras last week, and the cameras have prompted us to get the cards that we used last week. So we have Blue Band out there trying to pick those up from a data recovery place. But that's the issue. That's why this is audio only. It's still going to be a fun podcast. We have the great Josh. Elvis Weinstein. Yes. Is you it, Jew motherfucker, you. Here with us. Is it Weinstein? Yeah, well, his father, Harvey, is in <laughs> What the? Mess. I told you, don't bring that up. <laughs> and he wants to distance himself from his dad right now. Sure, sure. So uh, is that difficult when you have a last name? <laughs> That's a stupid question. No, seriously. I've always thought about this, how like, <laughs> like, no, it's not stupid. I'm saying when your last name is like 
Hitler. Yeah. yeah. So Hitler. Like, I pronounce it Hitler. <laughs> There's this thing. That's what he just did. So, yeah. like, if there was a Segura in the news and they're like, and he raped and he killed the little children, I'd be like, oh, shit. And then every time someone says my name. Yes, like, it is weird. Is your, yes, because it looks the same in print. And you see your, when you see your name in yeah. print, it jumps out at you. Right. So I saw it a lot over and, the last few weeks. And, and people and, uh, constantly being like, that piece of shit. Right. Rape. <laughs> right. Like, um. Weinstein, I correct Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. uh, It's also weird when your name becomes a verb. Right. You know, and I've heard it both as she got Weinstein. Oh, my God. You know, meaning sexually assaulted. Or he got Weinstein, meaning meaning ostracized (laughs) from his community with great swiftness. Isn't that? So I preferred it when it was uh, when you got Weinstein meant you got hilariously burned by me. Right, right. Yeah. You got zinged. (laughs) You got zinged hard, man. Yeah. It's a maze, Gene. (laughs) <laughs> um, so there's a there's a lot going on. I want to get into the whole history of uh, of you, everything you've done. You've had an, an amazing career, and I've been lucky past tense enough. is correct. Uh, <laughs> you're about to die. So um, so there's a lot to cover. But before we'll, we'll mention it multiple times. But just to get people knowing what's up right now, right? The why uh, I'm here. The why you're here. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you. Say it. Uh, my my documentary, which I directed, which you uh, co-star in, mm-hmm. called "I Need You to Kill," uh, which is about uh, Tom and two other comics, uh, Pete Lee and Chad Daniels, and their tour to Asia a couple of years back. Uh, and it also explores the comedy scenes that are sort of popping up in Asia now, and sort of American style comedy scenes, right? But sort of you know several years behind. And we all went. Uh, we went to uh, Singapore. Hong Kong and Macau. And, and Macau. Macau. I think we did what eight shows or seven. It was shows? I think yeah seven, seven shows, shows in seven days. days. And I, I think I I actually yeah. only featured six of the shows because it was getting a little monotonous. Yeah, it was. Um, but it was a it was a hell of a trip and an experience. And now it's a documentary that you can. It is. You can download it and you can also rent it. Um, yes. So if you go on anywhere, iTunes, Amazon, Google, and uh, pay per view stuff too. So please check it out. I had a blast doing it. There's a lot of laughs in it. There's stand up. There's some stand up that you'll recognize. Like we all, you know, we're doing bits from our act before, but there's stuff that it was mostly mostly Stora's era, right, mostly stories era stuff. It was for leading your, up to to that taping, I think. Yeah. So and um, uh, but it's also a lot of talking about like what was going through your head at yes. various times while you're performing in these foreign locales, too. which has to be very difficult because I mean I've done stuff Terrifying. overseas for the <laughs> troops and for some like expat type audiences and you know American stand-up is its own unique thing I can't even imagine what it's like to do it in Singapore I feel like it's totally unfair that I just realize this now that there's not video for this because Josh and I both are about 50 pounds less it's true there's 100 pounds more of us in that movie Uh, right now yeah yeah. Isn't and that you, nice to look back on your fat self? Uh, it's horrible. Are you, are you excited about that? <laughs> no, I, I actually don't like it that much. But <laughs> yeah. I have a long fat self history behind me, though. Not as much. Tom, you know, Tom had a peak. I yeah. kind of had a long, you know, whole you, life sort of situation. Wow. There was, yeah, there's a lot in there. Well, we're going to, we'll get into it all. Let's, um, let's do it real proper, like, <laughs> and, uh, and open the show correctly, as we always do. Uh, yes. we, well, we skipped one, I think, like a week ago. But all right, let's do this. Um, here we go. Uh, Josh Elvis Weinstein is here. Don't fucking 
mispronounce it. That's what he told me the first time I met him. He didn't say effing. Yeah, he did. He was like, don't fucking mispronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I really like him. He's so yeah. angry. I am. I'm rageful. Yeah. Hi. Hey. I am so excited for your party this weekend. You know my friend Ali, right? Do you mind if I invite them? Yeah, of course not. Invite her. She's cool. Uh, Uh-oh. He uses they pronouns, not she. Just like some people use he or she pronouns, some people use they pronouns. Why? Because they may not identify within the traditional gender categories of boy or girl. So when you use the wrong pronoun, you're misgendering someone. This shit is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. theme music. <laughs> you know what I like about that opening clip, by the way, what? is how shitty that girl was who corrected her. She's like, um, I said they, you dumb cunt. And if you don't know somebody's fucking pronoun. Oh, there's a lot more. I, I selected this as the opening because I just felt like it would tickle your heart. Yeah, it's, it's it's exactly my wheelhouse of entertainment. Yeah, it's, um, there's a, hold on. Josh, what's your pronoun? There are ways you might react when you do so. Oh, Let's boy. see some of them. Okay. What? Ali is transgender and doesn't identify as a boy or a girl, so they use gender-neutral pronouns. Wait, what do you mean they pronouns? Isn't they plural? What does that even mean? That's not grammatically correct. (laughs) They can be plural, and they can be singular. Policing someone's identity with grammar comes across as snobby and disrespectful. Also, language changes Mm. all the time. Just like when someone says they're gay, they probably don't mean that they're happy. They has been used as a singular pronoun since the 14th century. It's not a new thing. Yeah, stupid. Don't you yeah. know that? I like how the tone is like, why don't you know this shit, this retard? Is, uh, this is ye old news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That God, so, so insensitive, you dummy. So silly. Yeah, it's so silly. <laughs> There's a way around this, and that is actually learn people's names. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's an, a really good hey, point, actually. Wait there, a minute. That's the other thing, idea. yeah, I mean, acting like... But, you know, I don't know if that helps you educate people when you go, everyone yeah. knows that. <laughs> right. Stupid. Like, because that's the, the angle on this is, right. is to be like, how do you not know that? God. Right. But it's basically like saying, like, how do you not know what point zero zero four percent of the population does? <laughs> right. Grow? Exactly. So. And, by the way, I don't think non-binary is the same as being transgendered. They're not necessarily. That's true. Co- they're not necessarily correlated. So you could be transgender, transgendered, and have a he or she pronoun. Yeah, it's, I mean that's so cisgender normative of them to even assume that in this sketch. It's, it's roll your own, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, and isn't Allie traditionally a female name? Traditionally, but that's not <laughs> Ali, not Ali Baba. Yeah. <laughs> Why so, don't you know that? How do you not know Stupid. stuff? You just don't know anything. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot she goes by them. No, Ali <sighs> goes by them. They go by them. Whoa, would you just chill? I made one mistake. Why are you freaking out? Yeah. She's right. She's right. Whoa there. Defensiveness much? <gasps> oh. This person has a right to be upset. 
They're trying to help you be more respectful. They may oh not be doing God. it in a way that you like. They may be being disrespectful yeah, about learning it. Learning can be uncomfortable and difficult, and that's okay. It's going to take some effort to learn about trans identities. Yeah. Don't be a defensive jerk about it. Yeah, true. Duh. Where do you think they gets their haircut? Because <laughs> I think it's at the non-binary uh, <laughs> supercuts. Yeah, I think it's the dog groomer. It's not very good. <laughs> I think our dog has a similar. <laughs> That's not very thoughtful. I'm just saying it's yeah. not a very flattering haircut. Flat, yeah, yeah. For any they for do. they for them. Yeah. But it really is. I mean. Honestly, it really is like a Miss Pat cut. It right? literally like, it's it is Miss Pat. Yeah. Pat, not Miss not Miss Pat. Uh, it's Pat, just Pat. Pat. It's different Pats. Yeah, but I, th- I think I, I think Pat is considered offensive now. Yeah, they said that that would never air now. That that okay. sketch, right? Because they're like, well, everybody would be super offended by <laughs> That's it. That's exactly the thing they're making fun of. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. people's discomfort with gender. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't Pat bring awareness to the situation? I mean, I. I don't know. I think they would think it's um it's it's phobic. It's transphobic. It's oh. you know, it's yeah. uh it's it's non-binary phobic. I don't know. It's gender phobic. Whatever. <laughs> it's terrible. Josh, what's your pronoun today? Uh I'm a she it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. Shit. <laughs> she it's are good. Yeah. That's a big deal. When you got a she it in the house. What's your what's pronoun? Your pronoun? Tom, uh, what's yours today? Uh it's probably it's sir. Oh, sir. Wow. Yeah. Traditional. That's an honorific, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, hey, um, hi, how, how are you? What's your name? What's your pronoun? Just try that when you meet people. I'm queen. Queen? Mm-hmm. That's your pronoun? That's what I choose. There's going to be a new queen. Wow, can I come up with a new answer? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just sir and queen, and I just went with she it. You just fluctuated. I'm sir. You fluctuated. Oh, you're sir. I'm sorry. Sir. I apologize. But don't apologize. Labeling it. Wait a minute. Don't apologize because your gender can flux throughout the course of a conversation. That's true. So it's totally normal right, for you totally to change. flux right now. Uh, Go ahead. I'm the Duke. The Duke. <laughs> Not she. Uh, is Allie trans? Oh my god, that is so cool. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. You know, I've heard using they pronouns is the latest trend. Oh, they are so progressive, breaking all those fashion rules. I love Caitlyn Jenner. She's the best of all the Kardashians. (laughs) I know. Acceptance is great. Whoa. Stereotypes are not. People who use they pronouns aren't here to make you feel more cool. I think they are. I just feel like the attitude's a little snotty. Yeah, I like to to overact a little bit when I'm offending people. Yeah. Um, just so you know, so the, how did the idea, I want to, I want to get this because I mean, I remember when you called me, I was in Columbus doing the funny bone. Okay. Walking into it. You've come a long way, Tom. I know. (laughs) And, uh, you'd called me and this was before, you know, I don't know, a few months before this, uh, trip to Asia came about. Yes. What, how did it come about though? What's the, the, like the origin of, uh, it came from Lewis Lee, Lewis Lee for people that don't know is the owner of Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, which is where you started. Uh, it's not where I started, no? but no. But I, you're from there. I started kind of with Lewis, who was then back then a bartender at another club called the Comedy Gallery. Yeah. When I was literally a teenager, I was 16 and I was a middle, and I'd walk in and he'd hand me a, a coffee cup full of scotch on the rocks. Yeah. And uh, so I knew him. I kind of moved away from Minneapolis right as Acme was opening. So okay. I always I always only headlined at Acme. You started at 16, didn't you? At 15, yeah. 15. Oh, that's so great. And how did they let you do that legally? Uh, no one talked about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it in my act, and I was like this big fucking 300-pound 15-year-old, you know? So no and, one... And so I just, yeah, no one cared, really. And then once, once, I, once people did know, I was already sort of a local 
celebrity, if you will, you know, so. Lewis, uh, you've never met Lewis, have you, or have you? Um, I think maybe once. Um, Lewis is like, I don't know, he's like the Yoda. A little Chinese like. Yoda. Yeah. yeah. And, oh. he, uh, and so he, came, he knew I had made another doc. And so he went, hey, do you want to, I'm doing this tour, do you want to shoot the tour? And he hadn't even picked who was going on the tour at that point. Um, I know I was not uh, a first choice. I think you're, I think you, I think Jake Johansson said no. That, oh, that's, wow. And that's, thank God. Yes. I got the phone call about that. <laughs> yeah. That I think, I think I talked about that in the doc where I, right, I, yes. I mentioned that they tell me that someone said, <laughs> your no, agent like, called you and said, you're not the first choice. Yeah. I'm but. Like, nice. Why would <laughs> they you tell do? you that? That's uh, because they don't rude. think. Come on, uh, guys. Yeah. They, he goes, he called me up and he goes, uh, hey, so Lewis Lee's putting together this thing, this tour in Asia. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. And he goes, yeah, he wanted Jake Johansson to do it, but he said no. <laughs> so would you like to do it? I'm like, dude, you could have left all that yeah. shit out. Like, and then I go, yeah, I'd still like to go <laughs> as, as the second choice. And I'm glad you did. Yeah, it was, it was fun, man. We Just had to anchor the movie, if nothing else. Yeah, well, we had... Um, it was wild, man. And I did have like that, what you're talking about, that panic. Oh my God. About doing. What their pronouns would be? I know. I, re- I remember <laughs> the first time I did Montreal, uh, the Just for Laughs Festival, calling Ian Bag and being like, do they ha- will they understand Subway? All right. Talk about it. And he was like, yeah. But you have that anxiety about references. Yeah, no, I remember there's, I didn't use it in the movie, but there's this one bit you do with Frosted Flakes as the, yeah. the punchline. And you, you, there's a visual sigh of relief when frosted flakes landed as a, as a reference yeah, yeah yeah because that i mean you know you, you think about that when you travel to different states here yeah no but you're walking the plank because yeah. you, you know you know that the punchline is dependent on that on that reference yeah. landing and i think I, for the most part i did a couple sets yeah. on the trip too and for the most part it it, it wasn't as off as you'd assume no, most of the sets went pretty well. I did have one where I was like, I, I fucking, I don't know if it was like a full bomb, but like it was not great. And I got like burned by an audience <laughs> member and I was like, oh God, like so depressed about no, it. All of which has captured both your reaction yes. to it and the burn itself. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, so this guy audience... was like, I think your joke sucks. And oh, I was just no. like, what? But was he <laughs> Asian? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was, uh, he was, uh, was he what, sharpening his from, knife? He was from I think it was during it was in Singapore I think. Well, yeah. you you had asked him, do you ever because you're doing your your diarrhea chunk, diarrhea if you bit. will, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, he burned me so hard, and I, you know, when you when you get burned by someone and you have, uh, you're you're in, you're so stunned, you have nothing. Yeah, to so it's <laughs> yeah, especially fucking, in another hemisphere. In another, and like I was, it was like day three or something in Asia. We're just we just got yeah, there. Day tired. three, country yeah. two, and I'm yeah. like thinking this will be like just a real casual back and forth. <laughs> and and you're like, like uh, hey, do you ever uh, do you ever get diarrhea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what gives you diarrhea? And he at first he didn't know how to answer, and then yeah. he comes back with bad comedy, bad oh. comedy. <laughs> And then, and then the audience was like, ooh. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, that. Really? Uh, Bob? Yeah, you like, like, did you like the other guy's stuff? Because this like, isn't going to go well. I was like, oh, man. It, was, it just was... It was it, Mate, but what were the audiences composed of? Like, are these expats? Well, it, and, it changed in every... I yeah. mean, we had literally a mix of everything from every show. Because you would do... We would do, like, basement bar. We did a, a, a genuine comedy club like the belly room basically in Hong Kong, which brought in, you know, a lot of, yeah, expats. Mostly expats in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. And and they were they were like the most on top of, I would say, everything. Right. Those shows. They were really on top of it. Singapore, to me, felt like the most, um, 
new to stand up right. and had a lot of people from Singapore looking for, uh, you know, like more, more things would pass there that were undeveloped. Yeah. Like it's, newer standup. It's more, po- it's more polished, hackier standup. Yeah. is kind of how it was. I was trying to, <laughs> I was you say it. I was actually surprised. I remember when I left there, I was like, so, so that's definitely the most underdeveloped of the places we did. Right. I thought. And then I ran into uh, Bill Burr a little while after that. Yeah. And he had gone there and I was like, He's worshipped over there by the young comics, too. Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, Singapore. I was like, they were kind of like, you know, like the less. He was like, nah, they were great. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the end of our conversation. Well, I mean, they are, you know, they're working to the room in Singapore. And they they are killing, you know. We even talked about it in the movie, how they're killing, you know. So how would they know that, you know, there's more to explore? But we talk about, like, one of the comics is talking about how it's kind of like, you know, in the seventies, when it was like you know, black people are this and white people yeah, are this. He's that going, would that and he works. was saying in the movie that's what it's like in Singapore. That's right what now. I'm trying to say. I was, yeah. I was having trouble articulating, but it, it was the most like it's like early stand up. Yeah. yeah, first, first thought theater as I like first to call thought it. theater is yeah. a great way to describe. It. And then Macau was kind of like the closest to like a road room. Macau was just a straight up casino gig. Yeah, yeah, and it was and but but the people in it were like everything from expats to like Asian James Bond villain types, you know, yeah. like high roller. There was one, there was one guy in, in the room and I didn't even put it in the movie just cause I didn't know how big a badass this guy was. But Pete was talking to him at one point during his act and kind of making fun of him. And I literally have on film people in the audience, like doing that, Do that, that, shit, that really? hand across oh, the wow. neck. Don't stop, stop making fun of Is this, this the guy. Bald guy from, he was like the white white suit kind of you know yeah. and there's plenty of guys like you know wearing a cowboy hat with feathers and two rolexes walking around in macau yeah. too you know it was a it was an awesome trip um, and and fans of tom will like the the incredible burst of assholeism that he that he <laughs> that he launched on the other comics in macau oh right? yeah yeah we'll save that we shouldn't yeah. tell him that but yeah. the last show i uh i had some fun at the expense of my co-stars <laughs> and it was really really fun yeah and uh, we went suit shopping and you got that i got you One getting my, fitted for uh, my fantasies of getting i remember that and then you had that guy every time he came to la yeah yeah danny he was, he was, danny yeah yeah uh, people always hit me up is that a danny shirt a danny shirt you, you can <laughs> that was see your danny era. oh yeah all there used to be people used to always yeah. be like oh the danny shirt. danny shirt you can see danny <laughs> danny is actually in the documentary yeah danny's yeah. there danny's i've never there. seen danny i can't wait to see I him talk to danny drink you drank with danny <laughs> drank in with his danny. shop yeah <laughs> It's great. A Danny shirt. It was funny. The first time you told me that, I'm like, what are you talking about? And you go, it's a Danny shirt. And then yeah. you show me the label and it said shirts by Danny. Shirts by Danny. Just yeah. Danny. Yeah. None of those shirts fit now. Yeah. Oh, good. So much bigger. <laughs> I put them on. I look like a fucking pharmacist. Like, <laughs> drape I'm, over me. And yeah. I'm, I'm facing a lot of that right now. Yeah. It's a good feeling, though. It is. Yeah. We got Except for it. you don't know at which size do you throw out above. That's true. You know, yeah. you never know what the bounce, <laughs> how bad the bounce back's going to be. I feel like the um, I got to get rid of that stuff. Yeah, it's when the I smart. It, it's the smart like, faith. You know what I mean? Like the shit that's like don't so keep much it. bigger. No, don't you're keep like, it. Nah, dude, no, it's, you got to have faith in yourself. Yeah, and you have the money to replace Pe- it. So. People go like, uh, what was it? Neil Brennan. He goes, "Don't trick me, okay? Don't trick me." And I go, "What?" He goes, and then he called somebody out who had lost weight and put it back on. He goes, "See, he tricked me." He goes, so don't trick me. Meaning like, don't let me think that you're going to be like this now. And then you go back to being fat. And I was like, I'm not going to trick you. That was, uh, you know, I'm still fat. 
You know, I'm I, fat too. I, look a lot fat. And I was talking about that at the improv the yeah, other night. I was like, I don't, I don't know when to stop. I don't know how to stop this diet because there's no reasonable argument that I should stop. And what are you doing? I'm doing sort of what you do, like you know, he- somewhere between keto and Atkins. You yeah, know, just so like carb you- shunning. Yeah, yeah, carb shunning. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way and uh, yeah, and it's worked great. But I'm sick of it, and I've lost like 50 pounds, 50 and it's pounds. like yeah, you look. So much different and so much better. Well, thank you. Yeah. I've only Likewise. known you looking good, so. Why? Thank you, too. Looking yeah. better. Uh, but huge shout out to Lewis Lee. He's our absolute favorite guy, um, favorite club owner. And if you, the Minneapolis people know, we're not bullshitting. That club is magic. It's, it's and a it's, great club. And yeah. it's a credit to him. Yeah. It really is. No, he built it up from nothing. I mean, when he started that club, he was the other clubs in town were making all the agents boycott their talent with him. I mean, he, he had to start over. It's a magical place. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's weird to describe, but I would even say that if you live within a, a trip of Minneapolis and you love comedy, it's worth going to Minneapolis just to go to Akron. Yeah, just to be in that audience with a true comedy crowd. Oh, my God. They're you know, trained. Who won't They're let trained. you get away with bullshit. Here he is. I asked Lewis how he um, was able to develop this oh with that crowd in uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> rop, rop, rop. And that's kind of the secret to it. Huh. So. Um, he did do me so right with this. I mean, he, he paid for this movie, basically. Incredible. And, and, once, and this is, I guess, tooting my own horn. But once he, he initially was going to get investors, and then he saw my other film, and he loved it. And he, and he called me and said, I'm going to pay for this movie, because if anyone else... Want, pays for it, they're going to want to tell you what to do, and I want you to make only the movie you want to make. So nice, I can't wait to see it. I've not, I've never seen it. I'm excited to hear what you think. Yeah, I can't you wait. didn't come to the uh, screening because our baby was a baby. That's why our baby was a baby. <laughs> um, so uh, some fun things happened over the last week. I don't know how much you know about this, but um, I know you have a local news uh, adversary. Oh That's boy! Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. From Wham up in Rochester. Wham! One of our <laughs> listeners, I want to give him credit. Did you the jitterbug? <laughs> One of our listeners. <laughs> you put the boom boom into my voice. Where is boom, he? Boom. Dallas. The gayest band ever. Dallas Smith made this. Um, oh, my life. On his own, cut this together. So it's funny. a world of shocking events. Hillary Clinton ate my asshole. Inspiring <laughs> stories. <laughs> And amazing images. Mission at 13 Wham News is bringing you the best of all things viral. Today's topic is, of course, vaginal leaching. Including insight on what's trending locally. (laughs) F-A-R-T. It's all about those can't-miss moments. That's my exclusive focus. Rup. Rop, There's rop. Lewis. Lewis. Especially on the gland penis. <laughs> ...you to engage in content wherever you are, whenever you want it. Hey, check this out. Take about 10 to 12 Benadryl before you want to have your sexual fun with your partner. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, and 13wham.com. I'll be here to get you there. Okay. So that's one of the, uh, the guys there. That's Matt. And um, <laughs> he and Scott uh, co-host... A show uh, uh, at Wham. I think it's Wham. Thirteen Wham. dot com. Dude day. Dude day. And uh, <laughs> they do. They host the show together. Uh, I think it's every day at twelve forty on Facebook Live. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we really haven't plugged their Facebook. Yet. Yeah. We we plugged the Twitter, and that's been going well, but not so much the Facebook. Well, this was amazing because so these guys <laughs> took like a little jab at us last week 
I'm when, sure that really went over well. <laughs> <laughs> they said no. that we do this show in a ba- they made fun of our studio here, and I was yeah. like, "That's kind of weird." Yeah. Um, like we don't they have, have basements in LA. They have basements, hey. and like this is like a crazy nice studio. <laughs> so, well, I mean, only major uh, movies have been composed yeah. in this very studio. Um, exactly. Lock, Stock, and Barrel. You may have heard of that yeah, small kick film. ass Snatch. was scored here. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. So, I mean, and it doesn't. It's not like there's velvet fucking walls here. So, like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And then he was. Like, uh, so, I mean, and they're doing it at like, uh, you know, a local news uh, studio. It's it's fine. Could be in a strip mall. It could be in a high school. It's fine. (laughs) Um, So then he was like, but then he furthered it and he was like, I checked out their shit. It's not funny. Uh, They're seemingly funny and they're not. We're funny. Mm. (sighs) So all we did was encourage people to tell them exactly how funny they were. Sure. And like, not even, you know. Like to actually tell them they were funny, so they did, um, <laughs> and you know, and then and and it started to get like pretty crazy. So everything he would post, like it's snowing here, and then there would be like seventy. <laughs> yeah, people were like, "I've never laughed this hard," <laughs> and the, and it just kept kept piling on. Like people would just. Um, just keep going, keep going, keep Chrysler dead. That's what you did. We did. <laughs> Don't forget the profile pics. People were changing their profile. Well, pictures. first he actually got on that, so he changed his profile no. pic to me. But he did like this screen grab of when I was like, I'm super fucked up, so mm-hmm. my like, my eyes are drooping, and so that was his right. jab at you know at me, I guess, and then. After two days of the podcast being out, he just went private. He was like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. <laughs> um, well, that to me, I mean, look, he made his tweets private. That to me sounds like a surrender flag. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Before he went private. It's a little um, lock on it. People, uh, people were asking him. They were like, what's up? Um, what's going on? I saw people going, what is going on? <laughs> you know, like sincere people with your Twitter account. And he was like, well... Um, we're, we're getting trolled by a minor league podcast. Oh. I was like, oh, you're just asking for more. I don't have to say anything. Like you're just no. asking for more of it. Wait, if we're so minor league, why'd you have to shut your account? I know. Huh. So so minor league. It was great because... Wham 13. Then a guy <laughs> created... <laughs> People created a, a bunch of accounts with his profile pic, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> and then they started uh. to... Um, they started to tag like uh, like the guy, the fake account tagged us and Joey Diaz saying like well, I'm going to sue you for this and then Joey said you could suck my dick <laughs> and he's like I got a Jew on retainer waiting for jerk offs to show up he has Vaseline on his fingers ready to stick a hand in your asshole he wasn't even realizing <laughs> this is not the real guy it's just a guy trolling him um, and then the new account got suspended uh, oh, because man. it was not it's not a real account yeah know? but yeah. it was it was really really funny I mean god damn we got um, we got cc'd on emails to him from listeners <laughs> like dear mr hesco i i used to think labels like naturally funny and comedic <laughs> genius were only reserved for legends such as paul rubens and goodluck crawford but not anymore as a recent newcomer to wham my second favorite wham sorry fellas <laughs> you can't imagine my delight when i discovered that not only was i going to get rochester's latest and breaking 
<laughs> Latest in breaking on the eights, I was going to get an ab workout too. The casual and in no way manufactured banter between you and that other guy is just the gold lefty <laughs> and my psychologist suggested I start my day with. Sometimes I get to laughing so hard that I forget all about my grandma, my grandpa and that Ferris wheel. <laughs> what I appreciate most is that despite all the recent comparisons between you two and other classic duos like Abbott and Costello and Frangella, <laughs> you guys stay humble. Keep up the great work, you two cards, TL. Wow. Right. That is actual fan art. That is. Yeah. yeah. It's... um. People send them, you know, you guys are the funniest guys on TV. I was surfing the internet, you know, just glassing when I came across two clowns in a basement making fun of you guys. Those Hitlers wouldn't know comedy if they, if they won't, if they won in a hydration contest. You two are true personality champs, and I should know because I'm a black man who just got out of prison and I like to fuck. <laughs> I just want to give you a shout out to all my homies around the world and stuff like that. In closing, F all the haters, keep them high and tight, Brad. Uh, wow. So, yeah, a bunch. I mean, a, a lot of stuff came in, but... Uh, you guys, that was really funny. And I have to say, that's kind of the, uh, the, the way to, you know, give somebody a jab back. It was like pleasant. It wasn't like, fuck you. you It's like mass passive aggression. Yeah. It's fantastic. It was kind of great. I'm from Minnesota. I can understand mass passive aggression. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, that's part of the language there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so really, really fun. Um, and, and again, all hate, uh, all love and no hate. All of not, F the haters. F the haters. F all the haters. Um, and especially, I, I just want to say a big shout out to the whole Wham squad. Um, Cheer the we're, we're big, big fans. Uh, we also, by the way, had uh, our, our good friend Joey Diaz oh, here a week ago. And one of the things that he kept doing throughout <laughs> the podcast was saying Christine <laughs> I know. instead it, of Christine. It was so funny. And like he's done that for as long as I've known him. He mispronounces is, a lot of things. Is that worse than mispronouncing someone though? Oh, oh good mm. point. Oh, nothing's as offensive as not knowing somebody's pronoun. That's true. That's, That's that, true. That I is pretty right. bad. It's really. But um, he's been doing it for, I'd say, a solid decade now since yeah. I've known him. And I just never corrected him because I he's think He's not it's, the kind of guy you correct. Well, it's A. <laughs> you know it's not right. going to help. A, it's not going to help. And B, it's amusing. And I just let, I give him a hall pass because I love him so much. And like, who cares? You yeah. Know? Um, but it it was so funny when he kept doing it during oh, my God. the episode because you and I would Nothing just look at each other. Christine passed the potatoes. <laughs> I know. It's, it was ridiculous. You think I'm tap you and go, Christine. No. You got wang in your ass. Yeah. It's, it was nonstop. Christine. They, they're going, Christine, how you doing? <laughs> he, and then I tried to get him out of it, remember? Christina wouldn't have waited. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Christina would have kicked me in the See? stomach and ran out of there. So yeah. he knows. He, well, he, that's the thing. And then he, he just said, parroted you. He parroted me, and he did it correctly. For a while, uh-huh. and then we were shooting a student film, Christine. Back to Christine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, does he know, and then he just forgets, or does he know, and he's doing it as a joke? He's not doing it as a joke. No, no, no. It's like the way he says Quinnow and Lincoln did. Yeah. It's just how Joey talks. It's how he talks. Yeah. He's, uh, he, yeah, we were on a flight once together. He's like, they gave, they're giving us Quinnow up here in first class. <laughs> And I was like, Quinn now? <laughs> and I go, oh, you mean Quinoa? He goes, whatever the fuck. Right. And I was like, he's not even, he's not trying to learn how to say it right, you know? Right. Or he's link- just communicating. Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn 
Is Lincolnden? Lincolnden. Nice. <laughs> like, that's not even close, dude. But he also, like, you couldn't tell him uh, how to say it correctly. Like, just be no, like, and it's too funny. Every time he said Christine, I was like, please let the audience we have, be uh, aware of this. A little, a little mashup here. Here's uh, some back. <laughs> Tom and I had a conversation on a plane that I said to him, how's Christine handling this? Because... I have friends like Joe Rogan. <laughs> this is the counter, by the Mars. That was one. So I was always real interested in Christine's transformation. Two. Yeah. I was very interested in <laughs> and then the luck, the looks. how she was going to react yeah. to it. And you, you said to me, don't ever become a woman, Christine. Don't ever become a woman. <laughs> by the way, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing, right. is that you missay right. your name. <laughs> and he still him. doesn't get it. I know. Christine passed the potatoes. <laughs> they're, they're going, Christine, how you doing? We were shooting a student film, Christine. Yeah. 15 years ago. Who the fuck knows? Would I have to take my dick out in front of Christine and whack off? <laughs> no. But would Christine wait to see if I'm ejaculated? <laughs> no. Christine would have left. Who sits around and waits for cum to come all over your stomach? Yeah. If right. you sit there. <laughs> Oh, that laugh. Oh, man. Christina wouldn't have waited. Fuck See? No. Yeah. Christina would have kicked me in the stomach and ran He out says it right. Yeah. I know yeah. this for a fact. Yeah. Christina, yeah. hold on. Let's discuss kind of right. I really like your podcast. So there's a duck. Uh, and out of that duck, Ten Christine, minutes later. It's all pieces of the cow and the pig <laughs> yeah. are not used. Uh-huh. The yeah. hearts, the eyeballs. Yeah. Listen, if I'm fucked up and you got good pussy... And I bend you over to age 69, you'd eat your ass from behind. <laughs> and it's got wank to it. You think I'm going to tap you and go, Christine? No. You got wank in your ass. <laughs> I'm no. a soldier. I got to eat it with that wank. Isn't that unreal? It's so interesting. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming 
I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. And um, you know what's funny? Because some people are like, what's the big deal? Well, a, it's not really a big deal, but no. Christina and Christine are two different names. That is what, entirely. That was it's one. not even a Weinstein Weinstein. No, no. I mean that's it's, different names. Like people, because most people, I would say most that like this. By the way, that that clip I just played, the video. If you want to watch the video of it, it's on the Your Mom's House podcast YouTube page. Um, most people were like, "Yeah, I was laughing through that," and, and then some people were like, "What's the big?" Why, what's the problem? I'm like, well, it's not a problem, but it's right. like, I mean, if you call me Tim, it's <laughs> like one letter is a difference. Of course. I'd be like, Hey, that's, that's right. not my name. And you're someone who uses other people's names a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'd be like, like me, it's not an issue because I rarely take the, pl- you know, I rarely commit to people's full names in, in conversation. Right. Yeah. Man, dude. Sure. <laughs> you know, not dude or so much. it would be right. like adding a letter to his name, like adding an N and now is Joni. Right. Well, Joni and Joey are two different names. <laughs> no. Right. How can you not think that's worth uh, or thinking about? Or that, calling Joe Rogan Joey Rogan, like adding a Y to his name. It's yeah. not Joey Rogan. It's yeah. Joe Rogan. Right. But see, that that's not even... I, I would feel like it'd be like if you called him John. Right. John that's, Rogan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Joe and Joey actually go together right. for some that's people. True. Yeah, but yeah. no one no, no one uses Christina short for Christina. No. no. <laughs> and somebody... I also saw somebody uh, say... That they're like Christine is a nickname for no, Christina. It's not. No, no, it's not. It's a different name. You're retarded. That's not. <laughs> yeah. That's not. That's not correct. Well, because I've been called Chris, Christy, Tina, Chris. Those could all be interchangeable. Christiana. But Christine is not. Christina. Christine's not part of that. No. Yeah. So um, funny. Did you spend any Tina time in your life? He only Tommy calls me Tina. Actually, the whole yeah. Segura clan calls me Tina. Tina. The yeah. only people in my life. Yeah. But but by the way, does but they it, all call me Tommy? Yeah, Tommy and Tina. Yeah. Now your dad does the same thing, where he hears words differently. Yes, mispronounces all these words, <laughs> and now I just kind of roll with it. But I'm always right. like, "What's that you just said?" And he's like, "This guy in the news is pedophile." I'm like pedophile, <laughs> and I go pedophile. He goes, "Pet, yeah." Like he he goes like, "Yeah, that's what I mean." But I'm like, "Why are you having trouble?" Pronouncing Norm, it. Norm Crosby made a career of that exact thing. Uh, but I think it's I think it is an uh, ear thing. I think it's like yeah. you have a bad ear because you're mishearing things. I suppose, but you at some point you have to. You know, he's probably seen the word written though too. But he like I was this one didn't add. I mean, to bash I, on your dad. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, like he like there's a football coach. Mark Richt is the head coach um, of Miami. If you my dad is into college football like I am, you've known his name for. Over a decade. Right. I mean, this is a famous guy within that world. Right. It's R-I-C-H-T. And you've heard it hundreds of times. Head coach of Georgia, head coach at University of Miami. Like, you're hearing it all the time. He goes, you see this Mark Rich thing? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you know that's not his name. <laughs> like, you know it's not. You know it's Mark Richt. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But you, you saw that with the thing. And I'm like, he just goes around it. Right. But he mispronounces words like Joey does. All the time. That's All interesting time. too, because both of them are native English speakers. It's not. It's not like you're. I I think you were. On, I'd never thought of it. I thought you were onto something with saying that it's maybe 
a tone, like an ear thing. Like, like they you're, can't, they're not hearing you it properly. You hear fine, but you right. just, yeah, some, some you're part of like, yeah. Of hearing. I have a friend though who is, who has that, just that glitch with names. He will always mispronounce people's last names. Mm. He knows them, but he'll still call them Jerry Steinfeld. You know, really, Jerry yeah. Steinfeld. Like he know in his, his mm. like in his thing, he knows, but when he says it, it comes out wrong. And it's, it's like, like maybe he, it's like nerves of speaking. May, yeah, it's just uh, it's some kind of tick. Yeah, I think. It but it, but it's been. I've known him for thirty years, and and it's just it's always been there. He and it's you know and it's funny because he's yeah. always mispronouncing people's names. Yeah, we're always like when my dad <laughs> says one of these things, we always look at each other like uh, like these like you were on that video with yeah uh, yeah with always Christine. like I, I, Christine. I, I go that's. It's not how you say that. People love calling me not my name. Like that guy called me Gene. Remember, we have a sweatshirt oh, yeah. dedicated to that. Yeah, that our electrician came over, and I call her Gene as a pet name. <laughs> right. And then he was like, Gene! <laughs> he yelled up to her as she was upstairs. But after I had introduced myself as Christina, and we dealt with each other for a few days. Yeah. And then he changed it to Gene. He just changed so it. So weird. He must have thought, like, oh, I, must, I misheard that shit initially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it was Gina. Chris Gina. I don't, I don't know. know. We got some emails. Um, can I use the word dump in court? <laughs> um I'm an attorney for the government and I work work for family court. I mostly handle custody and child support trials. It's not uncommon for people to accuse each other of crazy stuff. Recently, I had a guy talk about how his his soon-to-be ex-wife takes huge man dumps. (laughs) While I'm upset that he's assumed the dump's gender, I can't (laughs) help but question if using the term dump was the most appropriate word choice. Is dump (laughs) really the least offensive term, machines within Megan? (laughs) No, defecation would be the court term, I'd say, right? Bowel yeah. movements. Yeah. Um, BMs, yeah. if you want to be even more PC. But, I mean, dump is going to get you reprimanded by some judges. Yeah. But yeah. it's not as bad as saying shit, oh, right? Or like, yes. Yeah. It's right on the decorum line. It's on the decorum line. <laughs> yes. Crap. Or if they use, like, another word, like, oh, she was, you know, she took huge growlers, and then the judge <laughs> is like, what? Right. And then you have to explain what that means. Right. They're like, don't do that. But dump is definitely on the line. It's, it's, hey, we taught our two-year-old dump. Yeah. Knowing that when he goes to preschool. I really hope he says it. Because I think that that is a funny, inappropriate, but not but too inappropriate. Not child services inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's how funny would it be to hear a kid go, I got to take a dump. <laughs> I would love to hear My that. favorite thing to teach kids your age is uh, don't patronize me. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's a good one. That is great. <laughs> Don't patronize me. I like that. <laughs> that is something. Uh, come hugging here. And mommies, I was writing a letter to my hot black boyfriend who is still in prison. <laughs> I can't wait for him to get out so he can piss on me and beat me. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for you guys Jesus to watch Christ. next week's episode. I got to wondering if hugs and kisses at the end of the letter is XOXO. What letter would be used for a cum hug? I pick Z. Your thoughts? We have to let Josh know what's going on. This is yeah. like fucking speaking Cantonese to him. Right I, I I know the landscape. Oh, okay. I knew that. Yeah, I'm coming into it. There's a there's a twin language going on here that yeah. you have with your yeah, fans. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, cum huggers. Just so you know, um, <laughs> you know this is these are people who achieve orgasm through hugging. Whether or not... As opposed to? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> um, we feel like there's probably full of shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
I, I see that they're laughing. This guy, come on. How is he really busting a nut from the hug? Are they claiming some sort of tantric thing? Yeah. With yes. Uh, Sting, Sting claims that shit, too, with his wife. He and the six-hour sessions of Why? tantric love. Man. I know, exactly. Why and would you even want that in your life? The black guy in prison, like that whole thing is in reference to this guy. Black guys <laughs> love to fuck and fuck good. If you're a hot black guy and you want to fuck me at twenty three ninety five, <laughs> if you want to move in, you can move in, but you got to fuck me. Jesus. I, mean, I need to be fucked a lot, man. Get rid free food, free rent, and everything else, man. Here's a deal, man. You cut out then the address. Jail, yeah. Homeless, or, uh, <laughs> you're a thug. You want to come move in? A friend can move with you too, man. Jeez. Free wow. rent, you get a lease and a key. Fuck me. Piss on me. Beat me. I'm home man out. So that's what that's, you know. <laughs> What do you I don't think know if you're looking that? for yeah. a place to live right now. I always am looking for you know, <laughs> a place rent. to crash. Yeah, yeah, least, you know, could, could be something that works. What I'm, do you think's going on? I'm looking on for with someone that? with a slightly lower self esteem than that. But, <laughs> but, you know, I could work him. What do you think's going on with that guy? Uh, I think uh, he, he has self worth issues. Oh. I think. That's a good That's analysis. I think he's, he's opening himself up to, uh, to more of the same. Yeah. Oh. It's a nice, delicate see, way of putting that. Tom and I didn't even see that. Yeah, we I just thought just like, like a cool guy yeah. that <laughs> Who's open. Yeah. Yeah, very open to prisoners. He's yeah. Not, yeah. not judgmental about Thug, people's past. Convict, you're homeless, come and piss on me. Yeah, try seriously. It out. That <laughs> is kind of how I saw it. it. That. I did see him as like this ultra open sexual guy. Pansexual, polyamorous, poly bi, whatever. Um, (laughs) Hey, Hiller, I was wondering if you ever had whatever pronoun you want. (laughs) Oh, he definitely won't care. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't give a shit. If you've ever had a front pipe, we can come up with a better name. Recently, I was shaving and I felt like I had to fart. I squeezed my butt cheeks (laughs) and the fart went up front between my thighs and came out under my ball sack. Hmm. That day changed my life and I made an art of it. Uh, from now on, I'm only front piping. Stay hydrated. You have a lot to catch up on, Christina. Keeping his G's high and tight. Patrick from Poland. I think he's saying that the air... He squeezed the bottom end of the crack. And then I don't it, understand. And it. forced it up to the come top end? Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> he aerated his taint with it. Mm, I squeezed my cheeks. The fart squeezed went up front my between my thighs and came out under my ball sack. Hold on, hold on. He, sque- hold on. he squeezes his butt cheeks and then yeah. the air goes... It went up to his taint, up past his balls, and yeah, through right. his thighs. Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, that's what he's saying. I've so had that happen before. It didn't go before. out back. It went out yeah. front. I've had it happen to me uh, before with, uh, in my vagine. Yeah? With the way you're sitting. It's <laughs> a neat story. <laughs> you're you know the fart chair in Alice's room? Yeah. We have, a, we have a chair that we sit on in our son's room <laughs> that it's just like a plastic stool, and it's horribly uncomfortable, but it, fart, makes, yeah. it makes the best farts in the house. Yeah. Like, you could do that in that chair. Yeah, it's like that King Ash Ripper dresser <laughs> yeah. video or whatever it is. F-A-R-T. It is. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, you have to angle it because you're kind of leaning back, and then and then it'll go there. Hey, this, is a, this is a way to cure my snoring. I, I thought we already addressed snoring. I wear a, a mouth guard. Yeah, well, this is from like five years ago. Maybe they're What's listening this? to old things. My name is Neil. I listen to episode 422. Hearing Gene talk about snoring, I figured I'd throw my two cents on the matter. Huh. I picked up learning didgeridoo, which... I've done that. Yeah. I played didgeridoo. Wow. Wow. One month into playing the didge, my wife told me I stopped snoring. Wow. I did some research on this matter. Actually, become has come uh, has some backing in, in alternative medicine and didgeridoo communities. You would be able to ditch the mouthpiece at night. Okay, so this person is telling... Neil is saying... 
Learn the didgeridoo yeah. and then did, but I like the mouth. It's all about circular breathing, my friend. I like it. Do you do you wear a mouth guard? I don't. No, no. I stop snoring when for the most part when I stop smoking. Wow. Did you smoke a lot? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. And I got cancer, so it all worked out. Oh my <laughs> god, he did. Yeah, he did. No, it's not just a joke. He did. Yeah. I know. I didn't think it was a joke. I know. That, that was my joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's always doing that. I did material joke. about it in front of you at the wheelchair in there. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, Which was really fun, by the way. You're cancer free now. I am, as far as I know. Yeah. How often do you, how often does somebody who goes through the horrificness of getting cancer, how often do you have to like I get, check up on I get it? a once a year uh, scan, I get uh, uh, an MRI on my ab- abdomen and uh, usually a CT on my lungs once a year. You had a... Uh, uh, I had kidney removed. cancer. You had kidney cancer. Oh had a kidney God. taken out. Yeah. Oh, Jesus my God. I know. And it was actually right uh, before this movie that I shot. That uh, you had it removed? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember and, that. And uh, in fact, when Lewis asked me about the movie, I said, let me think about it. And then I got cancer and I, he didn't hear from me for many months and he thought I was bailing on him. And then I called him up and he was like, oh, you want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> Oof, man. Uh, was that what's it like to live, to have a kidney? T- is it terrifying to have that procedure done? Uh, not, it feels like it. Yeah, I, it was. I, it was like it was. There was like a series of medical things that happened. So by that point, I wasn't still terrified of stuff. But yeah. it, but it was it was it was you know I was actually on stage less than three weeks later talking about it. Oh my life! So it was like I was in the hospital for a day. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Know? And I don't. The only difference in my life is I can't take Advil anymore. I can't take I, really. You know, that's the only difference. Can't take ibuprofen. That's the, that's what my guy said basically. Jeez. So that just won't uh, you know process well without the. Yeah, it's hard on kidneys, and since I only have one, he's just like, you know. What about booze? Booze is fine. Really? (laughs) Thank God. Thank God it wasn't my liver, huh? But that's Uh, totally fine? Yeah. I mean, I I don't drink all that much, but yeah, yeah, no. Does it affect you differently since then? No. No. Same. Because that's a liver thing. Yeah. Alcohol goes through the liver. So kidneys are completely removed from that whole process? I think so, except for they they process the, they get rid of the water content once it's been processed through right. the liver, yeah. So it doesn't matter, though, to have... Yeah, no. I can still drink. I can still smoke pot, and that's all I really need. Let's blow people's minds that don't know. Super fans are going to, you know, people who loved the show. Uh, you are one of the OGs of Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Yes, I am. Such a good How show. did... I mean, that's crazy, man. I remember when I met... I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, how did, how did you guys come up with that show? Well, it was Joel Hodgson really came up with the sort of framework of it. Uh-huh. Um, this was this was eighty eight. I was seventeen. Jesus. Um, and it was on a local TV station. It was like a UHF station, which don't exist anymore. Um, and the concept for people that don't know was the concept uh, was a guy gets shot into space and is forced to watch bad science fiction movies with his robot pals. And you guys would just write jokes. Well, we wouldn't initially. We didn't write shit. Oh, you initially just... it was an all improv show. Okay, and so okay. and that's kind of how it developed. We did twenty on this local TV station, and each week we'd start. You know, it didn't even start. the The premise of the show wasn't joke, 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 joke. It was a hosted movie like they used to have on local TV, except yeah. for the host actually goes into the theater and watches it with you instead of just coming out at the commercials. You know, that was kind of the the premise. Yeah, and then we started making comments. You know, and then you start feeling the absence of comments once you start making more and more. So each week, we'd kind of just see like how many jokes can you pack into this without pissing people off. You yeah, know? and you know, 
at that point we had like a four or five joke a minute rule and you know but since then it's you know like you can get eight or nine jokes in a minute you know wow and then you guys did so you're 17 yeah i was 17 and then you're like get working like do you get a contract for this tv portion are you like i'm gonna do tv now this is wild yeah, there was no money. I mean, I got I got pretty boned over on the whole thing, quite oh, honestly. No. But then you did. But you, then you guys did the live show uh, later. Yeah, years later, like ten, you know, ten years ago, we reunited the original cast plus a couple more, and we did a thing called Cinematic Titanic and toured, you know, a lot of the same theaters you're playing this year. Yeah, and uh, we did a dozen DVDs, and that's available on Amazon. Cinematic yeah. Titanic okay. box set came out this year. That's cool, though. Twelve movies and whatever I tell, like when I would introduce you, because you came on some of these dates this year, which was yeah, and I would say uh, one of the original cast members of Mystery Science Theater. Like you would always hear people like, oh, you hear like the murmuring in the crowd. Always, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean that's a very cool credit. We yeah. loved that in high school. That was like a cool kid show, you know. Totally, you Mystery Science, you know, theater was. It was I've like never cool. heard of it referred to as a cool kid. Yeah, show. well, <laughs> cool kid. Meaning you had a nerd be. ghetto, maybe. It's a nerd show, but like nerd is cool now. I think right. that's the whole yeah. thing. Well, that's right. why we're talking about it. Or weird. Get weirdly thirty years later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you were also a writer on Freaks and Geeks, yes. which is another Aww. nerd, but now I, I mean, am I'm Mr. Cult Cred. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 so cool to to live in a time when your shit lives on yeah you know like when we were doing mystery science theater there were no box sets there were no you know there was no second life for things other than you know some shit occasionally went to cable yeah you know but you know and and you know freaks and geeks was one of the very first dvd box sets of a tv show because it was only 18 episodes that ever existed so it was easy for the company to do it sure Claire so, Danes was in it and no that was my so-called life. oh sorry uh, <laughs> wait now Freaks uh, is that no, cute but Freaks boy. and Geeks was J- James Franco and Seth yeah, Rogen sorry, and sorry. Yeah. About and Freaks God, and Geeks that's, that's, that's wild is yeah the success of the cast and also just how well regarded the show is for having like a pretty Short, like how many aired? Wasn't it like eight? Well, even well, 18 were made, were made, but they didn't, but all, they didn't all air on NBC. Yeah, then Fox Family or whatever it was at the time picked it up and they aired the whole series. And then you know, it's run a bunch and now it's on Netflix and all that stuff. But, yeah, but that was you know, that was 99, 2000, I think. You know, that's almost 20 years ago now, and people still regard it as kind of part of the current, yeah. TV landscape and it's it's amazing, and amazing, I'm, and I'm proud of it. You know, you it, should be. It's also weird to talk about shit you did that long ago for that long right, too, right? And not seem sad, but <laughs> but you know, but it's what I got. No, yeah, it's a it's a another it's a great credit. It's one of those ones that like you say to somebody, everyone's like, oh shit, like you just start hearing like you're on fucking freaks and kings, <laughs> right? Oh, man. Yeah, and those credits are rare these days because now the you know the universe is so wide. You can you can do a popular TV show and still have people go, no, never heard of it. Oh my it's, god! <laughs> I know. mean, Christina just found the um, on our TV that you can link up Amazon Prime because for you know sometimes there's streaming services, but you're like, I don't know how to get that on my TV. Right. So we obviously we'd have we've had Netflix for years now, and uh, you know your HBO Go stuff. But then you're like, how do I watch? Ah, forget it. She's like, oh no, it's here now with on you know on this presses button. There's the Amazon Prime thing, and then there's this show that clearly has a fucking multi million dollar budget. I'm like, what is this? Right. I've never heard of this, and that feels like totally indicative of 
the content world that we're in today, where it's just like content is spread out everywhere. Yeah. And unless it becomes, you know, like one of those hit shows or something you discover, like it, most conversations with shows, you're like, I don't, what is that? Where is that airing? I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's just a bunch of private clubs almost. We have been watching though the Handjob Mates, oh, which is have fantastic. you seen that show? I have. It's fantastic. It's really I don't know great. How I got away with not reading it in high school because everybody did, but we are really into it. And how many hand jobs she gives in every episode is just astounding. If you guys have not, seen I didn't realize it was a painting show. Right. Yes. Right. I really watched it. It's really (laughs) fantastic. Right. Uh, Hulu. This was like this is their um, this is like their house of cards. Like their their calling card. Prestige. Yeah. Their prestige piece. I I don't know how much they put into this, but it's definitely up there. I mean, it's a high quality production. Yeah. But the writing and the acting is just tremendous, man. Go check out Handjob Handmade Tales, right? Handjob made handmade Handmaid's hand, Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Hands and hand, jobs and anal maids tales. Yeah. It's basically in the future guys can't come. And then the <laughs> They can like, come, but they can't fertilize eggs. So they get right. these girls. They that just are save like, it in ice cube trays. They go, We yeah. can we can help you guys come and they give like these magical hand jobs. But it's it's better than what I'm describing it as. It's <laughs> yeah. really good. It's kind of a bummer, but in a good way because you A you, good bummer. Yeah, yeah, you're like hopeful for what's gonna happen. They think it's dystopian and I don't see it. I don't see it. It looks great for ladies. Gene, do people with glass eyes have to blink or do they only <laughs> blink one eye? Also, do you have to huh. lube up the eye socket? What are proper eye socket? What's proper hi- eye socket hygiene? I seen Mommy T a few weeks ago in beautiful Reading, Pennsylvania. Thanks for the entertainment, Mike. I I don't know if somebody with a full like prosthetic eye. I know a guy who lost vision in an eye and wears a glass piece over that eye, so you don't necessarily you can't necessarily right. tell. Okay, that but it's, it's more uh, of a window. It's a window, <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, unless he brings it up, you wouldn't know anything. Right. I mean, what are, who are we, though? Ophthalmologists? Who the fucking... No, I'm I mean? saying my, that's my experience with it. So if anybody out there oh. knows more about it and would like to report on eye, fake eye hygiene and, and how that all works... Is, there, is there a socket douche that they make? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever... I mean... If you do that, he has this glass piece. That's what it is. It's like a glass piece that he pops in and it's, it covers because yeah. the, the eye itself is just totally white and dead. Okay. But it, it makes it basically, it's, 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 it's just him not, being polite. Really. It's him being polite. Right. So it doesn't terrify people. Right. Yeah. Cause it's just this dead white eye. Um, I don't know. I mean, it looks, it looks nice. He took it out one time and he dropped it. Um, and he was like, don't fuck. He goes, don't move. That's an $800 eye. And then. <laughs> Looked around, he dropped it in the grass. Yeah, that's a bummer. It's yeah. not like losing your retainers. No. You know, it's $200. Like, don't fucking step on that thing, man. <laughs> don't like, step okay. on my eye, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, um, Gene, we got... Uh, oh, we got to do this real quick. Hold on one second, and I'm going to ask you first, Joshua. Okay. Hold on. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% 
cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Um, we always ask our guests when they're in here for a dental update, how are your teeth? What's your dental hygiene like? What's going on there? Uh, recent, uh, I had a little cavity on the back of my uh, front tooth. Okay. Oh. Uh, I have veneers on the front. <gasps> Wait a minute. You can get cavities on veneers? You can get cavities on the remaining tooth behind the veneer. Think O-M-G. about that. I didn't think about it myself. Wait a minute. Uh, but my veneers are fully... Like okay, they shave down your your little teeth, and they then do, don't but they the put back them? of it. It's all it's like three sides of the tooth is the uh, veneer, and then the back of it is is actual toothified. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a cap. I think correct. Um, oh my god! So, but otherwise, I got a little enamel issues on the side. I'm getting old. Your enamel, it just over as you get older, it gets worse. It's just or? a little worn away. They gave me a, a toothpaste, a rec- like they recommended this Japanese toothpaste, which like rebuilds your the enamel. charcoal toothpaste. Mm, interesting. And uh, I'm using a thing called Smart Floss, which is really a product I would recommend. Oh, oh wow! What's that? Uh, it's this floss that it, that uh, it kind of exp- it, you put it in your teeth, and it kind of expands once it's in there. So oh. when you lift it out, it like really does a nice. Oh, a nice full clean. See, I like that. Yeah, I like smart floss. I really, I I like the. Normally, I wouldn't go out on a floss limb like that, but but that's how you feel. It's a breakthrough product. Um, We got this email. I I must get this dental update off my chest. Your show has given me the inspiration to share my story. I'm 31 years old, 100 percent addicted to smokeless tobacco. I started dipping at 17. Over the years, it developed into a true love affair. I'm not proud of the habit. Hundreds of dollars to spend a year. Uh, I really started feeling like I was literally spitting in the face of the dental hygienist profession. I've been able to quit on two or three occasions, but the companionship of the devil's leaf has provided me on long road trips. I couldn't help but pass it up. I have experienced every possible disgusting consequence of chew. Spilled it. My car filled with sour root beer aroma. Confused a spitter for a fresh beer. You name it. Oh, God. Uh, Mouth cancer? Is that one of them? (laughs) Well, I guess we'll get there. Let's see. More recently, I actually enjoyed falling asleep with a bit of a long cut to induce lucid dreaming. A nicotine drip during REM sleep is truly bizarre. If you can handle the inevitability of waking up to a spit-stained pillow or swallowing a juicy subconscious mouthful of wintergreen, it is crazy. But... It's either take that or 10 to 12 Benadryl to get my fix. And I don't <laughs> want to die before Buns drops a new special. <laughs> Needless to say, the dental health costs have mounted. Dry mouth, shredded gums, inflamed taste buds of the tongue, <sighs> stained pearls. Jesus Christ. <laughs> to my embarrassment to with the doctor, I take my dad mouth hygiene pretty seriously. Mouthwash, flossing, brushing daily is how I combat the certain chomper rot that would ensue. Fortunately, military health benefits require regular trips to the dentist. And in all my years of smokeless tobacco use, I remain cancer and cavity free. <gasps> nice wow. done. So nice quit done. while you're ahead. Aaron, stop it. That's Absolutely. Aaron. 
Stop now, bro. Don't I, don't tempt fate. I can vouch for the nicotine dream thing, though, because one of the times when I was quitting and I was using the patch, I would wear it to bed, and it, it does fuck up your dreams. It really? does? It does, yeah. Like fun? Yeah, not so fun, no. Not so fun? Not so fun. No? Scary? Yeah, well, just enough for, it's like, you know, anytime your dreams are off their regular pattern, yeah. it, like, it's, it shakes your foundation, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a little bit of, mm. a little too lucid. Um, another email that came in, hey, um... I'm the guy that did the rub, rub, rub shirt, Tina's favorite t-shirt yeah. design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suffer from extreme anxiety when it comes to going to the dentist. Going to the dentist. One might say I have a severe case of odontophobia. <laughs> uh, anyway, last time I went to the dentist was five years ago. I was still a student, was not doing the best taking care of my te- teeth. Um, I was at risk for gum disease. I have bad genetics, smoke cigarettes, not flossing seriously. I finally went to the dentist. Uh, no cavities. <gasps> No root canals, nothing scary at all. The dentist even said that since I started taking flossing seriously, using a water pick, uh, electric toothbrush, uh, and using mouthwash two or three times a day, that I reversed the early onset gum disease. Did I mention I also quit smoking? Oh. So that is um, great news for this guy. He said, thank you so much for shaming me into going to the dentist. I couldn't be happier with my now pearly whites. And um, he was at the Ann Arbor show. Mike, or excuse me, Mark, a.k.a. the Rub 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 shirt guy. Hmm. Take care of your teeth, dude. Go to the dentist. Well done. Well, look, um, it's time. I know you guys have wanted to hear it, to see it. It's time for more 69 at 69. Uh, <laughs> Is that uh, like traffic on the fines? Sort of like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This summer, my dad turned 70. Uh-oh. And um, when we were at, we had kind of a family get-together one of the nights where we were having dinner to, to celebrate, uh, my mom, whose English you know, is pretty good, but definitely she's not up on like slang or anything. I said, you know, Dad's turning 70 tomorrow. Are you going to 69 tonight? <laughs> she was like, what? And it became like this kind of la- gag throughout the weekend All to right. teach her what 69 was and 69 at 70. And this whole nonsense, it's just super stupid. <laughs> but we started to tell people about it on the podcast. And we asked them to ask their mothers if they would 69 their fathers when they turn 70. And people have been uh, recording video and sending it to us. So it's... Um, God bless them. God bless them. Yeah. Indeed. I Here love these. When Ben turns 69, do you think that you guys are going to 69? No. Love you, though. <laughs> Just away. Love no. All, there's all different reactions. No, love you, though. Sometimes they laugh. Sometimes yeah. they're like... Okay. So, Mom, seriously, you think when Rob turns 70, you guys will 69 yes. and celebrate? Just, just get out. I'm, I'm, I'm game. You game? I'm game. <laughs> Dads are always game. Yeah, that's Ty. Dads are always down with 69. Dads are the moms are never down. So moms are not. When, this is outside right now. So when, Brad from Texas. The last day when Steve <laughs> is turning 70 from 69. Are you guys going to 69? We might. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes they're fun about it. You yeah. Know? So mom. Some moms are fun. You, you guys She's not going to like it. For, yeah. uh, for your birthdays, are you going to, on dad's, <laughs> the night before dad's 70th birthday, are you going to 69 him in the 70s? She makes me 69 every birthday. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I love her reaction. Stop Stop it. it. 
totally like knock this nonsense no, off. Well, but she and she played it so she could be embarrassed so, by her husband instead of right. her son. Instead, yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. You know, Dad's gonna turn seventy. This is Bert. <laughs> sure, but at some point, he's no, sorry, Ben. Seventy, right? So, do you think on <laughs> the last day before he turns 70 that you guys will 69? <laughs> do you think so? I love her no? reaction. It's just an understated like smile of like, that's so <laughs> stupid. I don't think your dad can get on his knees anymore. <laughs> on his she knees doesn't even anymore. get it. No. What? No, what? That's a 67. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not how it goes. That's not... No knees required. Here's Logan. So 69. how old are you again? I am 64. All right. So, so, when, so when you and Grandpa uh-huh. are about to turn 70, <laughs> yes. are you going to 69 the night before? <laughs> well, I'm not sure I remember what 69 is. All right. Uh-huh. So 69 but I remember it's dirty. So there's nuts in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then there's, and then there's the gene in Grandpa's face. Oh my God! <laughs> and so no. you no 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 you're no. not. <laughs> oh, I might be ill at this point. Do you have a garbage bag to throw at me? <laughs> um, here's Nigel. Uh, hey, I have a question. <laughs> so. Since you're kind of, you know, you're getting there. You're not there yet, but you'll be there soon. I have a, a real serious question. Serious. <laughs> Good setup. When Dad turns 70, are you guys going to 69 the night before in honor of? <laughs> so stupid. I think we will. <laughs> Oh man, uh, she had a good, good sense I of humor. I think we will. If my son asked me that, I would laugh so hard. I don't think I'd be able to answer that. It's a tainted experience, though, so to speak. <laughs> so because, to speak. But that wasn't my point. Uh, because you're asking people who raised your fans to be offended by this shit. I know. Right? <laughs> That's um, true. This is. Uh, but some of them are squares. Some of them some are. Some of the you moms are not interested in, in the fun of it. Uh, here's the last one. This is from Dan. Mom, is how great. old is Dad? That's great. 63. <laughs> so do you think, like, before he turns 70, like the night before, you guys will 69? You people are in your 30s. You're acting like you're in junior high. That's my favorite one. <laughs> That's my favorite too. When they get really, she's like, "Get out of here!" Get out of here. <laughs> I think you should actually put that sound clip into your opening montage. I think I you're right. right? You, you people are in your thirties, acting like you're in junior. Her reaction too. She's just like processes it. <laughs> Stupid. Go. Go. Get out. And then she disappears like yeah. Barbara Eden and like Andrea Bocini. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? And Dora just popped up. That's fantastic. That was great. God, I wish my mom was still alive. I could ask her the same question. Just for that reason. Oh, my God. No, 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 my, would mom, my mom would have, my mom would yeah. have bought it, yeah. Yeah? She, my mom actually gave me permission to say any fucking thing I wanted to about on, on stage. So. Really? Yeah. She's like, go Straight for it. Straight up, yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. then she She's, died, too. So. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, that, that's the best license of all when her dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't feel bad. Um, 
My mom knew. My mom knew all that sex stuff because she was in. She listened to Dr. Ruth Westheimer and stuff. Yeah, she was very into sexual stuff. Yeah, my parents were like super into not censoring. That yeah. was that was their big thing. Was there's no such thing as bad information. You're them. lucky, man. I yeah, so I was lucky in a lot of ways. They're both dead, so you know the I, they took it off the end. Yeah, but, no, no, I know. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, they were like, you know, if I would have said, "Mom, can I have a Playboy?" She would be buy me a Playboy. As long. Really? Yeah, she would rather not have it be like the shameful thing than. Oh, really? Pretty cool. Yeah. So she That's would buy rare. you Playboy. Would she have bought you pornography if you were like, "I like to see a porno video." Um, she did rent, uh, I did ask her, we were at the video store and I asked her if I could rent Caligula once mm-hmm. and, this, and that that's pretty gnarly. Got some tits in it? It's got, what's well, got, yeah, insane shit in it. I've never, I've never heard of it. It was a, it was this, it was this weird hybrid of like a, it was supposed to be this high class porn Oh, and it was like Bob Guccione who did, who, who did was, penthouse. Was, yeah. Who was the penthouse, uh, owner. And it was like, like John Gielgud and, and, um, Malcolm McDowell. I mean, it was like big British actors doing this. What you know, big giant Roman epic porn movie, essentially. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't that be neat if they did porn that way today, with like yeah. really big actors? Yeah, it was a weird experiment. Like Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. She'd be like, "All right, spread them," and then that would be crazy. They spent real money, right? That was yeah. Thing. No, it was real money and real production, and and then there was actual sex. Right. There, yeah, there was actual sex, and there was—I mean, there was like women with snakes in it. There's this scene where a guy, where he's punishing a soldier, and he ties off his dick, and then they fill him with wine, and then cut open his stomach. Jesus, <laughs> God that damn, good. It's yeah. a graphic movie for a mom to rent her kid. How old are you? I was probably maybe thirteen or fourteen. Well, you're ready for it. Yeah, it's fine. If you're asking about it, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Be different if she made you watch it when you're like eight. Yeah, that would be weird. That's different. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that would be that would be totally totally weird. Hey, do you uh, do you do you know what's going to happen with your other doc? Uh, I believe it'll be. Can you talk about it for a second? Uh, Sure. It's uh, right now at least the distributor wants to uh, maybe change the name. Uh, but right now, it's called Michael DeBar, Who Do You Want Me To Be? And mm-hmm. it's about this rock star. I'm using star in quotes. Mm-hmm. But rock star type and you know, rock singer um, and actor who's had this crazy 50-year odyssey through show business. And he grew up like the son of a junkie and a hooker, you know, a junkie aristocrat who was a, a marquee mm-hmm. in England. Yeah. And then... Like raised by strippers till age eight, and then at age eight he was sent off to like high end British boarding schools because his father had paid for them when he was born, and then went broke. And so, but then he grew up into in the mid sixties. He, he was a teenager in mid sixties Britain, and he became you know he was one of the kids into Sir with Love with Sidney Poitier, and then you know he be, he was one of a pioneer of glam rock, and then he was on one of Led Ze- on Led Zeppelin's label with another band, and then he played Live Aid. He replaced Robert Palmer at Live Aid and the Power Station, you know. But all along, he's also like the villain on MacGyver, Murdoch, uh, you know, and on WKRP a crazy and, life. and guest starred like on every TV show from the seventies and eighties from Seinfeld to Quincy, you know? Yeah. And so, so he's just weird. this guy who's just always kind of been there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and has, and has developed into a human over the course of all of that, you know? 
And it took all of that for him to develop into a human. But at the end of it, now he's nearing 70. He's yeah, at 69 at 70. Yeah, he, he, if anyone is. Wait, is that the finale? Anyone is. The, is that the, I think that the closer in the documentary? That could be, I think. I think he turned 70 in January. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, uh, let's Let's get him on the phone. And so you might change that, but this will hopefully come out at some point soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking in the fall. I'm I'm like writing the last checks for music right now, and I'm I've got photo rights that I have to still clear up, but but uh, probably in the spring. I'm sorry, the spring of of eighteen. It should cool. be out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I love about the, what the doc that you made with us with the stand up doc is that it was basically it's like you're a stand up comic who kind of left stand up basically for you know for the most yeah, part. never completely, completely left but, but like, let's stop doing it for real yeah yeah but then like the the doc is basically in a way your love letter to stand up in, in a weird way i if you think of it that way i love that you yeah know? i mean i i it is absolutely and it's you know and some to lewis lee you know yeah it's like a love letter to that and then you, and, and i feel like you obviously you get the asia experience and and that whole like the the A storyline, but I feel like that other storyline is like the heart of the movie. I think it is too. And I think it's, you know, I think, I mean, the movie really feels like going on that trip, I think. Yeah. And it, and it, and it highlights all the things I really love about hanging with comics and, you know, and, and, and people who are decent, you know, decent people out there doing this thing that I love, you know, yeah, it's not about, you know, look at this sad asshole. It's not, sure. it's not that movie. It's, it's, you know, it's, these are the three very different guys who develop a relationship over the course of a week. And, you know, and it's also about that real anxiety of doing stand up in somewhere so foreign, you know? Yeah. And, and under such sort of stress conditions almost, you know, but all of that, is kind of what I like too, you know, yeah. the, you know, getting someone like you who's been doing it so long, nervous and excited to do stand up. Yeah, it was cool. Is a cool thing, you know, it's and a the, very, cool and you experience. were so open about what you were feeling, including the fear and the anxiety. And yeah, you know, Tom even downloaded one, his album in Singapore because he had to go do old stuff. He didn't. Oh, feel, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To like get comfortable. I was like, I'm not doing the shit. New I'm stuff. Doing. No, no, I'm yeah. going to do old stuff right now. Yeah. But I forgot how those bits go. Yeah. I've done that a few times. One time I got a private event, and when I got to the venue, it was like a few hours before the show, one of like the guys that was like, you know, running the private event was like, we're really looking forward to hearing this, 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 and this. Joke. Oh, they had a request list. Yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so we come back at like, you know, seven, we'll set you up. And I was like, great. And I go right up to my room, sign online, and just start listening to those bits. Because I was like, I haven't done those bits in like a year right. or more. And so. they don't know. It's it's muscle memory. They don't know. Yeah, oh you, you, it's muscle memory with a bit. I've already forgotten stuff on my hour. I don't. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it goes. that in June. What goes is like, is the um, the smoothness of how... The per, like how a fan would enjoy the bit, yeah. the sharpness, yeah. you know, the beats, the pause here that you don't even think about, you forget that because you're not practicing it anymore. Right. Yeah. I've had, because I have, even now, you know, like I've done, I, I, I think I hadn't done a set for a month before the Wiltern show last week. Yeah. And so I have to really like, I have to almost think of it as an acting gig now. Yeah. When, I, when I'm, you know, it's like, I just had need to like really at least load in that first few minutes in my head so that I can perform them with with fake confidence until I get to my real confidence. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I always want to honor this when it happens. So just real quick, um, let's see if I can, is this not playing? That's good. All right. 
Well, wait. I, went, I even talked about how I went to New York City last week. Well, talk about it. Please. I went to Judor Titties, and I got to do the Howard Stern wrap up show. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. How was yeah. it? Um, it's kind of my mecca because I grew up listening to him since I was fourteen, and I fucking I almost passed out. I was so excited, and I don't really get excited about shit anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially in showbiz, I don't give a fuck about celebrities or anybody. But Howard Stern show is like my favorite. All so. Right. They were so nice to me. Everybody was so nice. So they were amazing. God. And Gary gave me a little tour of the studio. Of the studio and he showed me like the Gary puppet and nice. the fucking Gary Delabate. Gary Delabate. Yeah. And the Baba Louie doll and, and the box that he talks to Howard through. I almost shit my pants. Yeah. I got to see where they all sit. And like Robin's little pedestal with her her glitter pillow, I yeah. almost shit my pants, man. Really cool. I was so excited. I've I, never. I, oh, I'll say God. this: she makes fun of me for not getting excited, and so <laughs> like, I only get excited in certain. She's like, I've never Murder seen shows. you that excited. But I I can say that in the I don't know the thirty five plus years that I've been with you, <laughs> um, stop it. I, I I really can't think of that many times where I heard you as excited oh my and God. nervous as she was to go do it and wow. the phone call oh afterwards. God. That really was something. I was terrified because I these are my heroes, and to sit yeah. in their room with like Baba Booey and John Hine and like Versace, I got listen to these guys every day on the fucking wrap up show, yeah. and to talk about the people I love, it was crazy. That's pretty. I got wild. to talk shit about um, Scott the engineer because he yeah. takes like thirteen different medicines every day. Yeah, <laughs> so crazy. Uh, it was great. That's awesome. That's so great. Yeah, I'm really happy. Dream come I, true, guys. I really didn't. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And she was like. You didn't get it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, but then I started to get it as, right. as that trip was going, coming. And then she was like, I'm going in tomorrow. I, I'm <laughs> so nervous. I don't know. I'm like, I I, so wow. Nervous. Like, she was so excited. I couldn't that's believe That's very cool it. that you got that excited. I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Yet, um, you also saw Bennington when you were there. The yes, Ron, Ron Bennington, Bennington and, and his daughter Gail. They they let me on their show and we talked about you and uh, how successful you are and oh, how good. great we did. He was like, "You've had a great year," and I was like, uh, "Not as great as Tom Segura." Jeez. Yeah, yeah I told nice. my uh, I told Tom this story, but a friend of mine uh, uh, was talking. His, he was talking to his banker essentially, and he, he's like a. He's he's one of the cinematic Titanic guys. Yeah, uh, one of the mystery science founder guys, and and so they kind of knew he was a comedian, and they were going, "What you should do is get a Netflix special." Oh, yeah. oh my god! And uh, you know, my friend's son got a Netflix special. It's really good money. And you go, oh, who's your who's your uh, friend's son? Uh, Segura is the name. Oh, <laughs> what <Jesus> Christ! <laughs> Just get one of those. That means it's they talked to my dad. Yes, yeah, and my dad was like, "Got paid well. Oh, you got Stop. a lot of money for it." Yeah. <laughs> That's so silly. Yeah. I didn't get that Schumer money. I just got a, a living. Yeah. Could you imagine? Millions? Oh, my God. No. I think people think that. They're like, oh, because they hear the highly publicized ones. Right. They hear like Chappelle, Rock, Schumer, and they're like, so you got like millions of dollars? I'm like, no, I didn't get... <laughs> look, his fucking business no. manager got more than I got to do the fucking <laughs> Right. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like... Don't get it twisted, dude. Right. It's not like yeah. That. There's like five it's not guys. like Seinfeld gets a hundred million no. and I get eighty. No, because <laughs> I'm not Seinfeld. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I, like when I saw the public, I was like, Are we going to get millions of dollars? I'm like, No, you're not. No, <laughs> no. They pay you. Don't get me wrong. They pay you. But yeah. No, it's not no, like that. Buddy. I mean, we're all happy. You know, we're not. We're not complaining. Fuck. You guys are doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> you guys are doing good. Yeah. I'm this not. I have a fucking documentary coming out on iTunes. Well, hey, dude. Hey, that is good. That is you're doing, good. You're doing good. You're doing good. I'm following my bliss. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I love documentaries. 
Is that for my big? No. How are your wrap ups going, dude? No, this was actually for this that came in. I wanted to get. Oh. Yeah. What What are you saying? Just happened, P. Um, I said, I said, I burped and and farted at the same time and ended at the same time. Are you sure? Yes. That's really rare. You know that, right? Yes. <laughs> So that little girl wow. that came from Joshua experienced a real double pipe class. Is that the youngest double pipe wow. class? I think so. I mean, is, people have yeah. said that their babies have had them. <laughs> right. Um, but, but that's involuntary. I think you have to know what's happening, though, Yeah, yeah. for it to really count. Yes, yes. Yeah. I agree, Josh. Oh, here we go. It's uh, Fiona. Congratulations, Fiona. You're Great job. adorable, and you're, you're really doing the Lord's work. He selected <laughs> you, actually, to be his vessel in that. In his that. youngest vessel yeah. from your mom's house. Really, really special moment. Have you ever had a double pipe classic? Uh, I think I have. I can't document it. Oh, well, but, then you haven't. Yeah. But you I, haven't. You know, I, You'd know. It, you know, it was in the, I was going to give you a shirt, but no, I can't. It was in the course of puking. Oh. oh. No, that doesn't count. That doesn't there count. There was belt. I mean, it was a true belch. It wasn't puke and fart. It was, <laughs> it was puke, stop puking. Belch no thanks. And I got fart. it. I got it. Thank you. Let's <laughs> and then continue puking. Okay, I don't even hear this. <laughs> Not interested in the details, but thank uh, you. I am. I'd like to. I recap don't want to hear it again. I don't remember need to where hear you were. Again. No, I don't. That was hear the bathroom. Thankfully. No, but I mean, how oh, long ago was this? I gotta take my headphones. No, off. we're just talking about when it happened. I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't like the details of pukes. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that we were boundary. Yeah. That's the only one. Yeah. That's the only one I That's got. That's the tickle. That's the one that tickles the back of your throat with a oh, finger. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. A uh, couple dad boners, real quick. Uh, this guy. Wham. All right. Make the loop and 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 all that stuff. This guy's driving two golf carts. That's one man driving two golf carts. Listen to how excited this guy okay, is. Yeah, got it. I mean, that is one man driving two golf carts. Oh, this wow. is better than Lippin' Zanner Stallions. Huh? That's a pretty good reference, I gotta say. Yeah, is it? Lippin' Zanner Stallions is pretty good. I don't know it. They're Spanish show horses that oh. can like trot backwards and they do these very unison oh, yeah, shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know a lot of stuff. Oh, he yeah. does. He has a yeah. crazy amount of references. How do you know all this stuff? Uh, I just, uh, you know, Mystery Science Theater makes references important to you. Right. Oh, that's so true. I've, uh, you have a deep well when it comes to yeah. deep, a deep, shallow well. I'm a good Jeopardy player. Yeah, are you? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to get you on that show. I was, an, I was a question once, so I don't know if I can be. You were a oh. question once? I was, yes. Who, you, like, was it Mystery Science related? It was, uh, it was uh, three credits in it. It was, uh, I can quote it for you because it was my Jeopardy question. Sure. <laughs> wow. Of course. Uh, before writing for, uh. AFV and Freaks and Geeks, J. Elvis Weinstein was the original voice of Tom Servo on this cult classic. Oh, wow. $1,000 question. Did they get it right? They did, yes. Wow. And more importantly, my brother went home from work early that day in Minneapolis, and he saw it and called me. So it was on, just like, like, not planned, though. Not yeah. planned. It was just like he happened to go home. Wait, right that and that's how you found out you were a question? Or? I, I found out that it might happen. What happened was is I, is I met this, this Jeopardy writer when I was uh, picketing for Writers Guild yeah. uh, strike. And uh, he was a fan of Mystery Science Theater and stuff. So he was the one who wrote the question. Oh. But I found out like a month earlier, someone had called from Jeopardy, called my manager to get the if it was Weinstein or Weinstein pronunciation. Interesting. Interesting. Is that, by the way, is that, I mean, is it kind of, is that like a personal preference for anybody with that last name? 
just like how they choose. To. You know, like East Coast guys are all, or East Coast Weinstein's are always, always Weinstein's. Okay. I'm Midwestern, so that oh, might have changed the Wait a game a little bit. It's a German last name, yeah? Weinstein. Yeah, well, well no, but Einstein is Einstein. No, hold Same on. Same spelling. Oh, how do you yeah. spell Diane Feinstein it? is Diane Feinstein. But how do you spell Weinstein? W E I N S T E I N. S T E I. So in German, it is, the, if they, uh, yes, then it's I. If it's E before yeah, I in yeah. German, then it's Ein. If it's I E, then it's Ein. Right. It's the only it's, thing I learned. It's the in same German. in both halves of my name. Though, the so. um, the oh. closest I got to I never got to a Jeopardy question, but the like my version of that was I got a call once. Um, they had called my manager, who then called me and said uh, they're f- they've filmed an episode of the first forty eight in Kansas City, <laughs> and. They at the end of the episode, like filming that week, you know, they they were tracking a guy. They got him. The detectives sat at their computer and watched my bit on the first forty-eight. Do I mind if they use that? (laughs) Are you out of your fucking mind? (laughs) That's the coolest thing ever. That's the best thing ever. And then I was like, of course, of course, of course. And then they uh, they you know whatever time passed. And I was like, so what's up with that episode? And then the production team. Uh, got back to us and they said we thought it was a little too on the nose to uh, have us watching like even though it really happened right. like, it wasn't a planned thing it's, they just did but it, it kind of does break the reality yeah. even though it's reality uh, right. yeah. so, so I was like oh man it's hard so I would have been on the fucking first crime motherfucker I would have been on but there. they were so cool they sent us a bunch of swag they did they yeah. gave we had a first 48 t-shirts I still have hat mugs everything yeah man. so yeah. cool yeah they detective Shalasi so anyways back to the dad boner yeah. Holy shit, look at this. Look how happy this guy is. Just a guy driving two golf The other guy's fucking losing his mind. No, no. Oh, that was pretty cool. He did cool. the tree split. <laughs> that was pretty cool, though. I worked on he America's Funniest Home Videos split. for several years. And we would have used that, yeah. How painful. That was fantastic, though. Now, yeah, we would have used that. Yeah. Was that like? Uh, it was kind of painful. Yeah, because yeah. some some of the videos are genuinely pretty funny, but then the joke sometimes that came out of Saget's mouth, you were yeah. like, "Yeah." Well, oh. I was brought on to desagatize the show. Oh, they literally they I got my manager got me this meeting, and I went in with like way too much fucking attitude. Well, apparently not, but I was you know I was playing the mystery science theater card, and I was basically like. You know, I like the videos, but all my friends who watch this show watch it muted because they can't handle Saget and his falsetto narration, yeah. you know, falsetto animal but voices. But was he, he was saying jokes he wanted to say? Or was he was he- saying jokes he wanted to say and pretending like they were making him say them. Uh, but like, oh like he God. literally, the, the script literally went from his laptop to the teleprompter. Uh, oh. uh, yeah, he was the essentially the head writer of Which the show. Which is weird that like he chose that route because he's like this dirty right. And then he spent the next you know many years making millions of dollars trying to disclaim what you know trying yeah. to, trying to retain his hipness. Yeah, and then I, I when I first I was the head writer when it was John Fugel sang mm-hmm. was the was and Daisy, good guy John Fugel sang and Daisy Fuentes were the the oh, team. Oh yeah, man, those were my shows. Daisy also. Oh. Uh, MTV. She was like one of those OG yeah. MTV VJs. Real ugly pig, right, Tom? I Horrible, never awful. masturbated yeah. to those <laughs> ever, 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 every night Ugh. for years. She was yucky, huh? <laughs> <laughs> She's like kind of like one of the 
I would say like premier Latina people of that era, right? Like she yeah. was like the oh, face. Yeah. She was she was cleaning up in the Latin world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like and also and she was like, da- she was like living with Luis Miguel at the time, and and also like uh, white America was like, you know what? I don't mind these Latins. Like, <laughs> yeah, so Daisy Fuentes. Daisy Fuentes. Yeah. How do you say? She was, actually, she was actually super cool. Do you eat tacos or what's your favorite? <laughs> Yeah. You pay her and That tacos? is awesome. Oh, yeah. boy. Maybe that dad was drunk. He was he really excited. It says, here's a young dad boner um, beach machinery he's all excited about. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> the bulldozer in action towing a... I still don't even know what the hell this thing is. Hey, he's going to the ocean. Another so crazy... Excited. What the fuck is that piece of machinery out there on the beach? That's so like he's rolling. Oh yeah. Roll okay. it. Oh, he's going right into the ocean. Let's oh, go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. it up in the Atlantic, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that is just Don't a, know what you're doing, but I'm loving it. This yeah. kid's way too excited. That's, That's a, slightly better than Bob Saget yeah, uh, falsetto say. narration. <laughs> hey, I'm an oil dog. Hey, I'm going uh, out to sea. Hey, watch me. Yeah, that, that, that was, was kind of the what they worst. would do. That's right? kind of what it was, yeah. And so they didn't weird. they didn't let me change the show cosmetically, but they let me actually do comedy with the videos. And so he would have to read your jokes? Uh, Fugal Sang and Daisy would have to. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah, because he had already left at that point. Yeah. Man. That was painful, that voice. And it I, was. I, I actually did a segment on the show called Falsetto Animal Theater. Oh, where right. I would mock it, where I would just I would, I would <laughs> do a bumper and I go, Hey, I'm a crow. Look at me. Hey, hey, I'm on an antenna. Oh, my God. So he oh loved doing that God. thing. I, met, I saw him once shortly after that and he iced me pretty hard. He did? <laughs> he knew you? Yeah, because we had a common friend there. You're like, you know, I write for that show now. I love it. All right. Um, we got to go, but I wanted to uh, remind people again. The documentary is called I Need You to Kill. Yes. And uh, you'll see why that, that is very important, that phrase, in this documentary. You can go to iTunes, Amazon. You can go to Google Play. You can go to pay-per-view on a number of the uh, pay-per-view providers. Yes. And uh, you can rent the movie. You can buy the movie. You can download the movie. Just fucking watch the movie. Please watch the movie. I'm in it. Chad Daniels, Pete Lee. So funny. It's a good. It's a yeah. great uh, threesome. You guys are funny. It's, it was. It really is a funny fucking doc. Um, thank you. You did a great job, Josh Weinstein. Thank you very much for coming today. Um, thank you guys for listening. Also, can I throw in uh, my podcast Thought Spiral with Andy Kindler? And oh, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know Andy Kindler, I mean, I don't know. How would you describe Andy Kindler to someone that doesn't know him? Um. Crazy Jew funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can't even really go for a full sentence. Yeah. But super funny. Uh, I love when he gets fired up about anything. Which he's easily fired. fired up. Yep. Um, he's you know much nicer than he is on Twitter. If you're a comedy nerd, uh, you definitely know him from the, the State of the Union every year he does at Just for Laughs. Yes, he does the State of the Industry address every industry, year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was on Everybody Loves Raymond, and he was on Letterman 40 times. and Super funny 40 guy. 40 times, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, both a correspondent and a stand-up. Wow. Really crazy funny That's guy. Impressive. So you guys have... Um, Weekly podcast every Monday, Thought Spiral, it's called. Thought Spiral. Check it out. Uh, Thanks again for coming, buddy. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Uh, We'll go out on this song by Bruce. You know the name. It's Machines Within. Mm 
machines with him. Oh, machines with him. Got a Terminator gun. T-16. T is a hand. 100% OT-16. No machines with him. Trying to rape my rap, trying to rape my rap, trying to practice on my flow. Oh, machine with him. I'm machine with him. I'm on the street with all the haters. If all the haters, machines within. Rapping on my song, my rapping on my song, I'm rapping, rapping, rapping on my mother effing song. Walking down streets, rep the hatchet. Here we go, machines with him. Machines with him. Happy Halloween Terminator Matrix Happy Halloween Terminator Matrix Happy Halloween Terminator Matrix Destruction on Mayhem Machines Within Where the fuck are my pants?